Ladies, gentlemen, and all sports fans of Calgary, welcome to your morning show. Sports, life, food, and everything else. This train rarely comes off the rails. We've got big guests, the best insiders, and all the breaking news you need. Boomer in the morning starts now. Sportsnet 960, the fan. Make you a deal. We do this, get through it. Uh-huh. Weekend. We'll let you have a weekend. But we gotta do this. Gotta do this first. You you promise I can have a weekend? You dig? You good? Yeah, okay, I'm in. Okay, good. Alright, I'm in. Welcome to the Friday show. A lot going on. Hockey, football, basketball, baseball, golf. Wow. You know? Whoa. Right? Whoa. We got it all for you. Whoa. Got it all for you. Yeah. Good uh, morning, Matthew. Hi, Matthias. My man, how we doing? Doing boom, all right. Boom. Yeah. Happy, uh, happy about the Friday thing that I just brought up. I don't know if you heard it mentioned as a Friday. Yeah. So I'm good with it. My understanding is we get a weekend after this. We're all gonna have a weekend. Some of us will be uh, working for the weekend. Some of us won't be. Yeah, but either way, it is going to be a. It's going to be a weekend. Um, we're uh, we're another game closer to having a Stanley Cup final. Yeah, sure. Opponent for the Colorado Avalanche. Wow, may as well put it in. Put it in pen almost. At this Feels point. like it, right? Yeah, they but, win three. They usually win four. I think Tampa. Well, I think the Rangers are going to want to play just to see. Yeah, yeah, you'll probably want to go down to Tampa anyways, get a little raise. Because Tampa Bay now first road win of the series last night. They beat the Rangers. They've won three in a row. Um. My guess is that the Rangers will ask if they can play, but I feel like uh, a Tampa Bay Colorado one is uh, is imminent. I'm going to go there after a I don't know if you, you know what heck of a road game in a Homer series. They come through with a heck of a road game last night, three one with an empty netter, a couple seeing eye shots, game winner. I mean it. Raise your hand if you've heard this before. Uh, Tampa Bay with a late goal to win it. Their third game winner of the postseason inside two minutes. Second one for Andre Palat. Palat, uh, the last one game. was game uh, three, three with 41.6 seconds left. This one with 150 to go. You go back to the Florida series and Ross Colton, he beat Bobrovsky with 3.8 seconds to go. Oh, off yes. the nice little dirty, greasy feed from Cooch. Cooch. Good player. So yeah, it, it's it's looking like it's looking like this is the Tampa team we know. Mm-hmm. This is how you guys roll. All right, fair enough. Eight game home win streak for the uh, Rangers is over. They now have to go back to Tampa, and sorry, Ew. because everything in many ways, what you needed to to go right for you has gone right. Your goalie's been very good. Shesterkin's been great. They're, they're key guys outside. I mean, you look last night and they didn't score, but we've seen a lot out of Zabanajad and Kreider. Their best players, Panarin, they've they've provided the offense in some way. It, they gave up two last night. You limited Tampa Bay. She's over. Feels like well, she's over. And even in a situation where New York had kind of their full complement of guys. Ryan Strom was able to play in this game, centering that line with uh, Panarin and Kopp. Philip Heedle was back, centering the kid line. Barclay Goodrow was on that fourth line, made a really nice play to kind of set up the Lindgren goal. And I thought that would be something that would help, but obviously those guys are, are battling through some things right now too. You know, like you mentioned, you still got Igor Shosturkin. Yeah. It'll be tougher on the road down in Amelie because, you know, you look at Andre Vasilevsky's numbers when he's got a chance to knock out a knock out a team, 
He's been dynamite going back the last couple of playoff rounds, uh, playoff years, really. Mm-hmm. So that's a tall task. 60th career playoff win for Andre Vasilevsky. He becomes one of the quickest to do it. It took him 97 games. The thing about winning a bunch of playoff games, you need to get to the playoffs, and then you got to mm-hmm. win some to play more. They don't let you they don't let you play a bunch of games unless you're winning a good chunk of them. So in 97 games, Vasilevsky has got to the 60 win mark. He's allowed two or fewer in 47 of those 60 wins. The only uh, the only gentleman to do it quicker than that, uh, Jacques Plante, with his busted up face, took him 91 games. Ken Dryden, 86. Billy Smith, Batlin Billy, 85. Grant Fuhr, 83. So it's decent company for uh, for Mr. Vasilevsky. Um, it was it, it felt like early on, you really tightened the screws. I don't. I don't know if I. I didn't mind the Rangers early. I didn't mind their first period. They get the goal from uh, from Lindgren in the second. It's kind of a you know seeing eye shot, lucky one. Things are going our way. Although Tampa Bay came on a little bit in the second period, shots were thirteen to eight, mm-hmm. which is not not why, but they re- they didn't have to regroup. But they were better in the second than they were in the first anyway. And you could just kind of feel that this is this is how Tampa Bay are. Bang, gift. We got a gift from the hockey gods. Let's get into the room. Second period intermission. Let's figure out uh, two and a half left in the period. Sergachev seeing eye shot scores. Okay, well, we're tied going into the second into the second intermission. Just hits different, I would think, if you're the Rangers. Guys, 20, 20, 22 minutes. We can do it, right? Just dump it in, dump and chase, keep it us scores. Well, we're now gonna have, we're gonna have to at least get one more here, appears. Uh, and and they didn't get one more. Nope. It was, was time it. to push. Didn't get the pushback. Tampa Bay has allowed four goals in their last three. All of those wins. We talk about the, I mean, doing it in the late stages. They, You know what they are? Mm. Unflappable. They're an unflappable crew, Matt. Veteran. Like, I wonder what it's like to go into that locker room when they're down by one after 20. And how he would compare and contrast to some others, just because they've been there before. I you never get the sense that there's any real panic around the team when anything's happening. Like even when they're laying an egg in some of these postseason games, they're like, "Yeah, whatever, we'll be back." So you don't think it's just straight? <laughs> it's one one. You don't think there's just straight chaos? I recently watched that episode. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. I assumed that there was less chaos than that. Mm -hmm. Than the Dwight fire drill. Yeah. That was a bit chaotic. Hmm. It was the Dwight. Yeah. And that opened the the episode, right? That's a cold open. That was just how they started that show. Yeah, that was... One of the longest cold opens Dwight was mad because nobody was paying attention to his fire escape presentation yeah so he started a fire in the back and he heated up all the doorknobs and i believe that was oscar falling through the roof and then michael throwing a projector out the window the, yeah, the well, they had to bangs. get you know it's an emergency. They had to get out. Yeah, Angela's cat out. goes through the roof at one point. Yeah, she had a cat in the drawer. Of course she did. She loved cats. And then poor Stanley's uh, ticker says, uh, yeah, "I'm gonna yeah. take a quick, quick time out here, fellas." That's right. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'll say this about uh, about Tampa Bay Colorado final. Uh, sure, right? I don't. I said it the other day. I I I don't really ca- I don't really care. I don't have a rooting interest whether it's the Rangers or Tampa Bay. Sure. But just seeing the intangibles, if you want to call it that, the Tampa Bay's got. Let them get to the final. If then if they beat Colorado, depending on what happens, right? Unless the roof completely falls in on the Avalanche, you win three in a row. 
no, I mean, no asterisk because of COVID, nothing. You won three in a row. Yo, Getting oh, yeah. to three finals hasn't been done since the 80s. If you win three and you beat the almost President's Trophy winners to do it, you know what? It, you know what's off? What? My hat. Oh, because you're tipping it. My hat's off to you people. Wow. You lightning folk. A little, little bit of a stick tap over there to the Tampa Bay lads. Oh, and it'll be so great Great to see Corey Perry lift the cup. Yeah, we were talking about that yesterday and how awesome it would be. Yeah. Somebody actually, uh, I think it was on uh, on Twitter, it's like, did, did Matt really say it'd be nice to see Corey Perry? <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Yeah, I, probably one shovel wasn't enough for that. Mm. It, it was so great to see Patrick Maroon, the big rig, get a fourth cup in four years. <laughs> I don't know. But they're good. I, re- I respect their ability, not just in terms of on-ice talent. They've got a little, there's a little something extra there that I don't know you would have, I don't do any of those guys necessarily feel like hardcore or gritty, uh, super intense. But you watch, and you know, Stamkos has kind of evolved into that kind of a leader. You've got that on the back end with Hedman. Obviously, Kucherov is just a stone-cold killer. Oh, yeah. I mean, where, watch your wallet, because he'll take it. That slap shot that he ripped off the post of the first period that was just a puck that bounced mm-hmm. off the end boards and... Remember he was last year after they won the cup. It was last year, right? It was two years with the shirts. Yeah, he didn't. Well, he wasn't wearing the shirt at the at the at the press conference. And then started ripping <laughs> the Montreal fans. And they won. They won again. It's like they won the like. Come get over yourself. Yeah. It's like wow. Okay. Rip it, ripping the fans. I like that. Yeah, I'm, I've got got time for that. And then he took a pot shot at the Vesna voters. Mm-hmm. That was another one in yeah. that that tirade. And he was. What was he? Uh, was he sipping some Bud Lights? Yeah, he sure was. Have me a little post-game BL. <laughs> Anybody got any questions for me? I have a beer but no shirt. Go. Yeah, ask me a question. I'm going to tell you exactly what I want to say. You know what it did? Fire away. It uh, it brought me a lot closer to Nikita Kucherov. <laughs> it really did. I'm like, you know what? You're... Uh... You're 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 kind of my boy now. I can dig this. I I got time for uh, Mr. Kucherov. Yeah, but he's been a, a lethal scorer in the league. I understand that. But this now, this this puts you over the top. It's another element to it's it. It's like when Alex Ovechkin won. It kind of changed his. Sure, it did his persona, his perspective. And what's the common thread there? I'm, booze scoring goals. Yeah, but more of the booze. Once mm. you saw he was going to do a keg stand out of the cup, and dude's going to come out. Kucherov and just trash talk fans, <laughs> <laughs> like probably already crushed six of them before he got well, out and there. Because that was the thing. How, just how far in the bag were you at that point? Because yeah. if the final, the final buzzer, and then you start, did you have a couple on the ice before? How long were you in the room? So I don't know. But at that point, maybe you haven't got a lot of food left in your gut. Yep, probably. You've, a, you've really been kind of you know exercising. You've been active for a little while. And then you pour four or five beers on it. You might get a little tipsy. Yeah, I could see it. Be a little tipsy. Yeah, a hundred percent. That yeah. was the point where I was like, "Well, gonna have to make some time to watch the boat parade." Yeah, they'll do that, throwing trophies around and getting all hammered up. I think Brady will be there again, <laughs> just getting tanked, throwing the Stanley Cup into the oh, lake. Was he tanked? <laughs> when he came, he walked like, and it's good. By all means, celebrate. You send won. it. Do it. You did it. You're at the top of your sport. But when you need a handler to kind of guide you. <laughs> Through a doorway and past. Been there before. Yeah, been there before. Usually less cameras around. Usually. Usually. And there again, I think that brought Brady closer to other people as well. It's like, okay, see, he's not just a robot with feelings. This guy can get blackout wasted just like I can. Look, he's loser drunk just like I was the other night. Wow. Good for him. Yeah. Wow, I threw my phone into the lake, and he almost threw the Lombardi into the lake. We're the same person. Same, same. We really do put our pants on one leg at a time. Yeah, I don't know if he does. Our, we really do puke on our pants one leg yeah. at a time. Yeah, that that seems more accurate. Uh, we, uh, now so we'll talk some Stampeders here in a moment. We have Tommy Wielden Jr. coming up. The uh, Cavalry FC Halifax Wanderers tomorrow, 1.30 at Co. It's a nice little roll right now for Calvary FC. Yeah, this will be uh, this one's going to be a cracker. What is that? 
Is that an English term or or cracker? I don't know if it, uh, my street cred it yeah, doesn't really bleed into the soccer. Not overly. Um, and if only Dumas were here, we could ask him, but he's not here today. Uh, you want to ask GVP? GVP is a if we're gonna go. Is it a cracker or a cracker? And if I say cracker, because uh, I don't mean disrespect, but is that hmm. where do you fall in? Uh, I'm gonna go with cracker. Cracker. Mm. Okay. Well, we'll ask Tommy like about it. Hip and young. It's a cracker. Write that down. I was wondering what I was going to ask him about. So there's that. I wrote down soccer. Sure, I guess. Luke Elvey will join us in hour number two. He is our golf expert. He, of course, the voice of uh, PGA Golf on your on your gaming system. Oh. Chef's, Chef's kiss. kiss. Yeah, yeah, got it. Marvelous. Uh, but also, there's a lot of things going on with golf. There's a uh, a PGA Tour in our country. And there's a not a PGA Tour event, not in our country, that's getting almost as much or the same amount of attention right now as the PGA Tour. It's getting a little salty. They've got beef. We've got golf beef. Yeah, they're, it's like a soap opera at this point. Everyone's sending out press reliefs. Vin vindicating or whatever, saying it's very vindictive, yeah, very divisive type of things. The PGA, I was into it. Well, it's too early for these words, man. Yeah, what am I doing? Just calm yourself. You'll be puking on your pants here in a moment. Just calm down. <laughs> yeah, they're they're not happy. The PGA not happy with the Live Invitational Series, this new tour that is uh, strutting its stuff out there. That apparently. Mm-hmm. Apparently, yeah, pretty well healed, as they say. There's some serious dough, yes, behind That's... this, and a lot of the golfers just like, oh, money, you say? <laughs> well, as much as I enjoy golfing, I am actually doing this for the money. And that's far more money than I can make here. Yeah, I'll go. To put it in perspective, Dustin Johnson, who's playing on the LIV, was guaranteed $125 million in Tiger Williams, or Tiger Woods. Well, Tiger Williams. Tiger, Tiger Williams. Yeah. Uh, his career He's gonna earnings. Ride his, he'll ride his stick across the green. His career earnings on, his career earnings on the tour, $124.5 million. Obviously, Tiger's made a ton more money with endorsements yeah. and stuff, but to put it in perspective... Yeah, the PGA, they sent out a press release yesterday saying if you are of, uh, if you've gone or you're going, you're suspended, you you can beat it. You're yeah, out. Done. You're done. That's it. You're done. And then they went ahead and listed the 17 players. I thought it was interesting that they even went as far to say these guys told us that they were leaving and these guys just left. Yeah, they uh there's 10 players who did they you know, yeah, we're see Yep, ya. I'm done. Bye. Get you. Resigned, I guess, or whatever you would call it. Yeah, yeah. Left the tour. So if you want those FedEx Cup points. Too bad. You better take a long, hard look in the mirror. That's all I'm saying. Now, of course, there's the wrinkle of the USGA and the majors and all that sort of we're gonna that's why we're bringing Luke Alvey on. Get his uh get his perspective. And could it be maybe is he one of the next to to head off to the uh to the live invitational series? Handful of their tournaments are going to be in North America. That's as well. right, eight and eight and all. I think they got three of them at Trump Golf Courses. So there you go. And then the golf show coming up in hour three. You're going to talk to Dale Goring. Yeah, looking Glenco forward to that. Invitational's coming up, and the uh, the Maddie uh, the Maddie report coming up. Worked hard on it. Did you? Burn the wick at both ends. Well, I was wondering because you were uh, you were at the football uh, match last night. And now, and then you were here this morning. Uh huh. And you look it. Thanks. Yep. I appreciate that. Yeah, you uh, you do look it. This week has been long. Not a whole lot of um, the old Z's getting in, but no, this has been a. It's we're gonna been, push through. It's been just as long as every other week. Yeah. The same number of hours and days this week as there was last week at this point. But it just uh, feels a little different, doesn't it? Like, have you been gone that long? Because you worked upstairs for how with uh, the honestly the jukebox I, up there. I think it's the th- fact that I committed to doing the show in the afternoon that's really ruined everything. Why would you like? Why? Because I am just a fool. So Categorically, I'm. So a you're fool. doing the show as well. I'm doing the Stamps Talk show five to six. Well, like, 
Why don't you just appear? Why don't you do the Elliot? I'll do a, I'll do a hit to start the show. That's, I don't know. I just wanted to be a part because it's the first week of the season. And I very much overestimated my endurance abilities. I guess it has been that long. I just thought you could just mosey in at 5 a.m. and Have I not beaten the enthusiasm out of you by now? Maybe that's Your vim, all. your vigor, your zest for this business. Have I not smashed that out of you yet? <laughs> Pretty good. Sit at home, get on the phone or do whatever. We got an Opal or a whoop-de-doo, the, the whole thing there with the clear. You got to, it'll sound clear. You sit at home. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Big game tonight. I tell you what, uh, Pat, uh, This uh, there's going to be quarterbacks and kickers and receivers, and I can't wait for it. I'm there for it. 110 and, uh, yards of fun and excitement. Boy, we'll talk about it tomorrow, mm-hmm. but I've been up since four, so... Bye for now. Yeah. That's, that's what you need to that's do. That's the play. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll be back uh, next Friday and Monday, but I've already gone ahead and said, that's it. You're back. Yeah. Apparently the uh, pin dog's off next weekend too. He's taking off again. Is he off next week? He's back for the first four days. And then I've been asked to come in Friday and Monday. Of the following week. So is he back Monday? Yeah. I won't be here Monday, so I hope Well, you so. just said you were going to be here on 17th and the oh, 20th. Right. Am I the only one what? that continues to work? Am I the only, it, 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 like, it's been the case for, I'm a star maker, mm-hmm. and, I, and I just carry the burden and the load of this station on my back. <sighs> my walking sticks have been worn down to mere nubs by now. I always say it, man, like, it's not... No surprise those calves look like that, the way you carry the station. Yeah, they're a little tight from all the uh, all the pressure. All the lifting, all the carrying. A lot of heavy lifting. Yeah. Heavy. She's heavy, bud. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Stampeders get a late field goal, one of three from Rene Paredes. Squeaker? Bit of a squeaker? It's always hard to see from the press box. I basically just watch the referee's arms and the players to see if they react to the ball. Mm. My depth perception is poor in that sense. And yet they put you there because the vantage point is supposed to be better so that you can see the game and then opine on it in your writings or... It you know your on air ability. I like it for the actual game, but field goal kicking, I'm like I I have no idea if that went in or not. Yeah. Oh, he's running it out. Must have missed. Oh, yeah, it could yeah. be. Nobody cares. Must a have went horrendous in. Horrendous miss or right down the middle. I'll just wait here until somebody tells yeah. me what happened. Oh, yeah. I thought you were at the game. Oh, I was. Yeah. But no clue. Not a clue. It did go through. Okay, good. Was, as I said, it, was it tight? Uh, no, he was He was pretty nails yesterday. He was really good yesterday. Yeah. It was a slow start to the season for him a year ago. Not, at least not in game one. 30-27 stamps. Open at home with a victory. It was, I mean, it was back and forth. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun. Took a lead, tied. Took a lead, tied. Lost the lead. Down by 10. Roar back. 13 unanswered. And then get a, uh, well, how late are we talking? How late was that FG? Within the last really three matters, minutes, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. With, uh, well, 45 seconds by the time it went through the uprights. 29 seconds left for the... Uh, for the kickoff and for the Owls to try and get something done on offense, and they couldn't, despite a deep, long bomb Hail Mary by Adams at the buzzer. Uh, uh, Things to work on. We'll talk to Dave next week. I don't know who will be here. I'll be here to talk to Dave next week. For the rest of you. You want me to come in? I don't know. Well, I don't know if you need to. I don't know if you want to. Either way, things to work on. Mm-hmm. For just about everybody. I thought Kadeem Carey was very good. Yep. You had some, uh, when the balls weren't sailing over their heads, the receivers made some nice plays. Uh, the defense, when they weren't giving up huge 70-yard plays and 55-yard plays, I thought they were very good. Special teams was very good. Nice little uh, field goal block from our boy. But Jimmy they- Smith was outstanding, the new punter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, penalties, too many. Bad ones, too. Yeah. Costly ones. Leading to points, yeah. killing drives, that sort of thing. So for David, he'll be very happy. This is David Dickinson. 
Uh, very happy with the win, but there's a number of areas that you're going to want to tighten up on. Yep. I just thought like, just like my calves, get them all nice and tight. Yeah. Tighten up. That's a great point. Yeah. I thought that, uh, some of the young players in the secondary started to get better as the game went on. You could tell that Montreal was kind of targeting them. The defense obviously came out in the second half. You only allow three points. We talked to Jameer Thurman after the game and he was like, well, you know what? Three big plays in the first half that we understood exactly what went wrong and realized that was kind of an easy fix. And we were kind of shooting ourselves in the foot. And that being the the big run for uh, Antwi, the former UFC dino, the big catch that Eugene was... Eugene Lewis for 55 yards early, then the Antwi run for 70. Yep. And then... What was the third one? It was the the pass interference call on Herjie Mayala. Yes. Williams gets called. That's a 40-yard, I believe it was 40-yard gain. That led to a touchdown. Those were the big three big ones that Jameer kind of outlined after the game. So that's 17 points. Exactly. Off those three plays. You take those, because it was. I was sitting there and I put it, I was taking notes. Like, where's the defense? Meanwhile, three sacks, knocking down balls, making big yeah. plays. Like, well, no, they're actually playing pretty well. They just... Two or three lapses mm-hmm. really kind of swung things and kept the uh, the Alouettes in the game. On the other side, Bo Levi leaves with a left leg injury. Looked like it kind of got buckled on him. He was out. He was flushed out of the uh, out of the pocket. He was scrambling around, and we'll see. I. <sighs> It was another one of those things with Bo even before the injury. Arm strength looks really good. Zipping it around. Mm -hmm. Look at this guy. He's running for first down. He's a little hook slide. Guy looks all right. But the accuracy, again, wasn't there. And that was one of those things that we saw last year where it was overthrowing receivers. And then Jake Mayer came in and was just putting the ball right in the numbers for guys. Mm -hmm. They weren't having to reach. There was a lot of reaching for balls again last night and even some of the grabs that were made had to be you know going up the ladder to get it so is is it a serious injury we won't know but he comes out as uh, dave said afterwards he, he just didn't have there was no mobility he was immobile so we had to put uh, put jake mayer in confident in doing so but i'm gonna you know what i'm gonna do this is really what you want on sports talk radio mm-hmm. you want heavy opinion I'm going to reserve judgment. Yeah. I'm going to give Bo the benefit of the doubt rather than come up with a hard conclusion in game one of the season. I thought he looked really good on the first drive. I thought he looked really good, really, until he got sacked. And then in the second quarter, the accuracy, Bo kind of calls it the touch, like that the depth. Mm-hmm. Of the pass, that was off. Like, you look at Reggie Bagleton, two for six, and no drops. Those are four passes that just sailed over him. Malik Henry, a couple. Yep. The one, he was wide open. Yeah, that one was probably the peak one that people were certainly talking about after the game. I thought in the third quarter, he kind of got back to form a little bit, but then he gets injured. Jake Mayer comes in in his first pass. He just zips it into Richie Sandani for a massive gain. Who also was very, very good in that game yesterday, and then and then got and then got bailed out by Sindani as he was he sure scrambling did. for his life. Like, that's that's a, that's a bad pick if you that goes about throw a foot. That. Yeah, don't throw that ball. That's a pick son. six. When was the sack? Because I'm with you. I thought he looked good until he was uh, until Bo got crunched. It was in the first half for sure because, as you say, because then I believe it was in the second quarter. Looking here, incomplete, knocked down, Vern Adams. Uh, e- either way, you know, we, we don't need to do this uh, necessarily right now. But the incompletions started after. And then, of course, there was the uh, the interception by Pickett right before the end of the half that led to the, uh, the touchdown run by Vernon Adams. And then incomplete, incomplete, incomplete. A lot of the incompletions on the day, 21 of 34 for 199, one pick, one major for Bo, but the lion's share of those interceptions came after the first hard sack that he took in uh, in the first half. Second play of the second quarter. And then right after that, it was a pass sailed over Bagleton's head, and it was actually a pretty hard sack as well. Like, some of them, you just kind of absorb a hit and go down, but it was definitely the first kind of big hit of the season that he took. Mm-hmm. And... 
I think that's something that in the past people have kind of talked about. Opposition has talked about it going into the playoffs last year. Now, is it a is it a direct result of that, or is it coincidence? Is just how it played out. It really could be none of it or all of it. Exactly. Uh, there, there's a chance that just maybe the Alouettes started playing a little bit tighter after that play. But some question marks now going into uh, into week number two. The health of Bo, a lower body injury this time, and tighten up. But outside of that. You find a way to win at home, first game. There's plenty of areas to get better at, and you still found a way to do it. You sleep well last night, I think, if you're if you're Dave Dickinson. And David said multiple times throughout the course of the week that this was going to be a game that was decided in the final three minutes. He must have seen the script. Yeah, and you know what? I know they talked about it and watching the broadcast on TSN. They were doing a very good job of telling us how great this was. The CFL, what a great game. This is great. What a great finish. we got an unbelievable finish. It's going to be great. So, yeah, yeah, we got, we got get it. it. We get it. We get it. You're trying, you know, how about that CFL football, everybody? Hey, yeah. come on. So I get it. Those are the marching orders for sure. But if you think back to some of the games we watched last year, it doesn't guarantee anything moving forward. But I think it was pretty sloppy stuff to start the year a year ago, rightfully so, what with getting guys across the border and are you in shape, are you not in shape, and all of that. And even with the work stoppage and that this year, guys were ready to play football this year. And there were some great plays. There was the, I mean, who would, you had the the leap by Adams, the kind of little spin and the leap and the jump. Over Deontay yeah. Ruffin to get into the end zone. And yep. then uh, Eugene goes over top of Moxie. What a grab. What a grab. What a move. Yeah. So there was some uh, athleticism shown off. Mike Rose with the bat down interception. So he bats it down at the line on the first drive for Montreal. It goes up in the air. Deontay Ruffin, like, basically volleyball sets it back to Mike Rose, who's kind of running back to the ball that he just deflected, gets the first interception of the year. He gets his big mid up and blocks a massive field goal attempt late in the game. Thurman with a great pick. Oh, what a great... And to take that running in stride, yeah. get a big stiff arm out there, may as well. Like, the defense is making some plays. Yeah. Trey Roberson had a couple opportunities as well. I thought he was really strong. And Carey was good. 13... Uh, outstanding. I mean, looking at, right, like, 13 carries, 60 yards. Like, yes, the two scores. But he he was running hard. Yeah. Like, mean runner. He was He was not looking to shy away from contact. We saw and that he from had him. Stiff arm. He yeah, he had a couple of them going as well. Yeah. You know, it was fun in the first half, especially um, just watching the two offenses kind of trade blows because it was Carey and it was William Standback. The two running backs, a lot of people had pegged to be the best two guys in the league this year. And then again, un- un- exactly. Standback led the league in rushing last year, and Carey had an outstanding season. And then, unfortunately, you have the the leg injury to stand back early on in the game, which kind of took some of the wind out. You never like to see that. But early on, that running back matchup was a lot of fun to watch. More on that coming up as well. Today, we've been talking about it for, I guess, all week. Today is a day of winning. Win, win, win. Wild Rose Brewery is getting ready for Father's Day. It's a week away. We're going to hand out some winners every hour today. During every show, this one and then the one that's after it and then whatever moving forward and then just whatever shows keep coming on, they're just going to keep giving them, giving them away. Every hour, 12 Wild Rose Brewery beers and a $50 gift card to the tap room. Every hour. Wow. You dig? I'm in. Sure. Yeah. Well, you can't win. Oh. But if, you're, if you enjoy other people getting free stuff, then yeah, you're going to enjoy it today. Yeah. Okay. Well, well. Either way, I feel I'm going to be happy for the winner. Okay. That's sure. what I'm going to do. Yeah. All right. Break back. Sportsnet 960. The fan. Guests of the show join us on the hotline. Brought to you by Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar, the 13-time Consumer Choice Award winner. Takeout, delivery, dine-in. Every dollar you spend, earn points towards free pizza with their rewards program. Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar, 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. Here's what we're going to do every hour today. We have got a dozen Wild Roses for you. It's our Father's Day contest with Wild Rose Brewery. 
And we're going to, as always, do it on the text line. We'll give you some time. It's not going to be first person in. We'll take all the correct answers and then uh, pick somebody from the group. But the question for hour number one. the, uh, the Oh, I'm ready. Yeah. I'll tell you the answer right away. Yeah, if you could not. Oh. That'd be great. Because it's Father's Day, so it's going to be uh, about dads. Maybe perhaps a famous dad. Oh, there's a theme. Well, I don't know. May as well. I, I guess, guess so, right? Uh, this dad worked in Sector 7G. Texted in, 960-960. This dad worked in Sector 7G. Hmm. I figured you were about, you be of the, uh, <laughs> the age and ilk to know this one. Seven. Sector 7G. Text in at 960-960. One of you is picking up a 12-pack and a $50 gift card to the tap room from Wild Rose Brewery. Time for the Pinder Report brought to you by MotorWorks. Exceeding all expectations, BMW repairs and service in a state-of-the-art facility. They'll meet and beat all competitors' quotes. 51st Ave, 3rd Street, Southeast. Marty Rose. I'm Matt Rose. Matt Rose. I'm Matt Rose. Let's get into it. Let's get you caught up on all things sports, my friends. We had a deviation from the trend in game five of the Eastern Conference Final. The Stampeders pulling off a nail-biter at McMahon and plenty of other tidbits and treats along the way. But we'll dive into the Stanley Cup playoffs to start. Game five from Madison Square Garden between the Rangers and the Lightning. The home team had won every game in the series entering that contest. Ryan Strom, Philip Heedle, and Barclay Goodrow all centering their usual lines for New York. Some good chances early, a couple of posts for Tampa Bay in the first period, but it was scoreless going into the second. First power play went to Tampa, but New York was able to kill it off. Some real nice saves by Shesterkin on a Kucherov one-timer there. And then the first goal of the game came shortly after. Bogosian and Mott. Here comes Mott in with the hit on Bogosian. Puck kept alive by the Rangers. Lindgren shoots. He scores! Ryan Lindgren picked up a puck along the left wing boards. Moved to the circle. The Rangers take a 1-0 lead in game five. Kenny Albert on the call there. Oh, heavens. It's a nice forecheck by the fourth line before Ryan Lindgren is able to put one on net from the far boards. Perfectly placed in the top corner. Blocker side on Andre Vasilevsky. Second of the postseason for Lindgren. Unassisted. That came at 10.29 to the second. Tampa would even it out before the end of the frame. Rooney, Krabs couldn't clear. Held it Sergachev at the right point. Sergachev. Shoot, score! Sergachev! Through a screen, Pasha Sturkin. I love Phil. Sturkin <laughs> Yeah, I don't even know what that was. Uh, yeah, it would, uh, yeah. Can it's you, good. you see? Dave Mishkin, Phil on the call, Espo. A uh, little bit of a pick by Nick Paul going through the slot there to open up the shooting lane for Mikhail Sergachev. Some traffic in front of the crease. Of Igor Shosturkin, but it will be Sergachev who gets credit. His first of the playoffs comes at 17-34, also an unassisted goal. So tie game going into the third period. And it stayed that way for most of the third. The game winner came late in the frame. Point right point Sergachev. Sergachev. Shoot score! Sergachev! Another goal for Sergachev. It's 2-1 lightning with a buck 50 left in the third. Another goal for so Sergachev! Same thing. Uh, it's the same, same thing. thing as the last. The same thing. <laughs> it was the same. Remember the last one he shot for the point. Kind of, kind of a seeing eye shot went all the way through. Do you remember that? Do you remember that? It was the same. It's like... Same thing. Same Another, thing. The same thing. Another goal for Sergachev! And meanwhile, Michigan's just... Hey, you guys! <laughs> like, I don't know who's worse. He's screaming at him. The other guy's talking back to him. It's like a comedy troupe. Yeah, something like that. It's another shot from the point by Sergachev. Kreider almost gets a block, but almost only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. Boom. Never fully understood it, but... Yeah, I don't know how to play horseshoes. I understand the hand grenade thing. I would feel like you... Don't you need to be... I would think... 
just being close is no good for horse. Like, don't you need? Don't to you hit need the thing? it to be around the pin? Like you got to be exactly on the thing. Whereas with a hand grenade, I feel like you're going to cause some damage even if you are close to the target and not right at it. Listen, if I throw a grenade in the room next door, GVP's in trouble. I he's, don't care where that thing lands. Yeah, he's going to feel it. Yeah, a hundred percent. That thing's going to hurt in the morning. Anyways, the shot goes off Platt's shin, drifts past Shesterkin, 1810 of the third period. Tampa would add an empty netter as well. They win the contest 3-1. Shots 27-25 in Tampa's favor. Neither team scored on the power play. Tampa 0 for 2. New York 0 for 1. After the game, John Cooper talked about the mentality that his team has the need to play a full 60 or the high-scoring offense of the Rangers is going to hurt you. You can still win a game late. Tampa has now won games 3-5 and five with goals by Andre Palat in the final minute or two. There's a mindset with the group, especially about not changing the way we play, trying to take advantage of our strengths and, and maybe their weaknesses. But, you know, to explain why we've scored in the last couple minutes, I can't sit here and say we have a magic potion for that. We're just trying to play to the end. And, and fortunately, you know, the puck had eyes for us tonight. So the Rangers go up 3-2 with the series shifting back to Tampa Bay. They have a chance to close it out and advance to the Stanley Cup final. How about these numbers for Andre Vasilevsky? In his last 10 games where he's had a chance to eliminate an opponent in the postseason, he is 7-1-2. and two. In those seven wins, he has six shutouts and one goal against, stopping 199 out of 200 shots. In the three losses, he's allowed nine goals on 86 shots, so the numbers suggest he'll be able to backstop his team to a third straight Stanley Cup final. Rangers head coach Gerard Gallant on the other side. Well, he knows his team is in tough, but hey, the belief is still there. I feel it's tough tonight. Like, it's a tough night, there's no doubt. But tomorrow we'll get on the airplane and we'll be ready to go play a game in Tampa Bay. And it, it'll be a battle. I mean, they're a good hockey team. They That's why they're Stanley Cup champs. And we have to go in there and win, play our best game and win a game and give us a chance for back game seven back here. So they've won. Game six goes Saturday at six. We'll have it right here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Did he sound a little shaken there? He sounded a bit rattled. He was short on his answers. It's hard right now, but we're going to go home and we're going to play. I feel it's tough tonight. We're going... Like, it's a tough night, there's no doubt. But yeah, t- it's tough. Tomorrow we'll get on the airplane yeah. and we'll be ready to go play a game in Tampa Bay. And then... Good luck, dude. Let's get a game seven. Pitter-patter. Uh, one other NHL note you might have seen floating around social media. Evander Kane posted... Mm-hmm. What seemed to be a thank you or a goodbye message to Oilers fans and the Oilers on his social channels on Thursday. Uh, Thanks to the fans who supported me, to everyone who doubted me, I thank you as well. To my Oilers teammates, I appreciate each and every single one of you for welcoming me in and embracing me. Hey, hey, Maddie. Take from it what you will, but he might be gone. Bye. Yeah, I don't know how they can afford him. That's it. But again, uh, here's the thing. What's the priority? Goaltending. Mm-hmm. What's been the priority? Goaltending. Middle of the season. What do you need? Probably need a goalie. What'd you do? Get Evander Kane. So I mean, there's it is. There's not always rhyme, reason up there. But and we talked about Frank Zervil. I mean, there's some uh, there's some things that Evander's dealing with. I don't know that he can take a hometown discount or sacrifice three four million dollars a year. To hang with Connor. I don't know if the creditors would appreciate that. I think you're going to have to go out there and get top dollar. So, can't imagine that's coming in Edmonton. Bye. Hard to say. Shift to uh, the diamond. It's Agua on the bridge. The Jays back in action tonight after a Thursday off. They begin a fresh weekend set with the Detroit Tigers, a 5-10 first pitch. Jose Barrios on the mound for Toronto. See if he can build off a really solid outing against the Twins back on Saturday. And some intriguing transaction news. His top prospect catcher, Gabriel Moreno, is joining the team in Detroit with Danny Jansen hitting the IL. The 22-year-old Moreno is the fifth best prospect ranked by Baseball America. And we're going to carry the game tonight, boom, right here on your home of the Blue Jays, Sports in 960 The Fan. How about that? We were asking uh, Ben Wagner about him just the other day. Do you think there's a chance? Yeah, yeah. Just didn't think it'd be quite this close. That's awesome. Yeah, sure. Get in there, kid. Danny Jansen, that fractured hand, the fifth metacarpal. Remember we were talking about that earlier in the week? Yeah, it's the, you don't want that one. It's the pinky finger, basically. Um, and you know what? If you want to do what Vladdy did and what Manoa did and Bichette did, you know, come uh, in, make an immediate impact, yeah, and then just hang around and, dominate. Be, and be great. Yeah. Go, go ahead. Yeah, it wouldn't be go the ahead. worst thing. Go ahead. Hey, 
Have yourself a night, friend. Go ahead. Gabriel Moreno. We'll see uh, where he is in the lineup and all that type of thing. But uh, 5-10 first pitch for the Jays and the Tigers a little bit later on tonight. We'll shift to CFL. Oh, Don't like Matt Rose ask a question. Don't let anybody talk on here, huh? Hey, what's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> what's up, Rose? The CFL season began yesterday, Boom. Uh, for the first time since the early 2000s, the Stampeders opened up the CFL season at home. They were hosting the Montreal Alouettes. An outstanding game. Back and forth it went. There were some big-time players in this one. Defensive lineman Mike Rose was outstanding. An interception and a blocked field goal among some tackles. Linebacker Jameer Thurman. Same type of stuff. Massive interception in the third quarter. Several tackles. A big part of that defense limiting the opposition to only three points in the second half. Montreal broke off some big plays in the first half, but as I mentioned, the defense locked it down. Here's what Jameer Thurman said on uh, his group's performance, the middle linebacker for the Stampeders. We, we understood what we did wrong. That's the thing. It wasn't like we didn't see what they were doing. You know, we had a pass interference call. We had a big run. We had a big pass. You take away those, they probably not scoring on those drives. So uh, we honed in on the details. We gave up three points in the second half, and we came away with the win. The offense did their part as well. Kadeem Carey, two rushing touchdowns. Richie Sindani had his first 100-yard receiving game of his career. The former Dino, great to see for him as he's been in Calgary for a handful of years now. He had 101 yards, actually, when it all was said and done. Someone told me it was 101, and I was like, geez, I cut it close. You know? <laughs> <laughs> kind of wanted to get over 100, so it was really nice to kind of just get over that. It was that last catch that kind of put me over. So, um, no, it's really good to get over that 100-yard mark. And the one thing that we'll continue to discuss with this game is, of course, Bo Levi Mitchell's health. Tackled in the fourth quarter, came up limping. It was the end of a drive and the end of the game for Bo, who was replaced with Jake Mayer, who led the Stampeders to their victory. Dave Dickinson had this to say about Mitchell post-game. Well, right now it's like a Charlie horse, but he, he was immobile. I'm not playing a guy that can't move, especially in game one. Hopefully, uh, it hap hopefully we can uh, keep him healthy and play him, but... You guys know I'm confident in both guys, and I thought both fought hard in the second half and really um, made some good plays for us and brought us back, but I'm 100% confident in Jake as well, and he did get the job done. So we'll see if we get an updated walkthrough. The Stamps are off on Saturday and Sunday as well. They'll be back practicing on Monday. Some pretty solid play from both the quarterbacks. Bo missed a few throws in the second quarter, but he looked strong in the second half before he went down. It's 21 for 34, 199 yards passing, a TD, and a pick. Mayor, 4 for 5 for 57 yards. Interesting to hear from Sindani there. When you look at, when you get the depth chart and as a fan you get to the ballpark, you know Kamar Jordan, you know Reggie Bagleton. Malik Henry, Richie Sindani, the wideouts, not as much fanfare there. I thought they both looked really good last night. I liked how the Stampeders used the speed of Malik Henry on kind of the sweet plays that they yeah. ran a couple times, the one you saw on... Uh, well, it worked twice. Once we got called back because of a face mask, right? I think Bagleton got hit with the face mask on that play. But yeah, that one was close, and then the, the other, other one was the touchdown. The touchdown, and yeah. Yes, and Danny, I thought it was his best performance. Like, for me, there's been some instances where he hasn't always been the most sure-handed, and that was outstanding. That's exactly what you want to see from your wide-out Canadian receiver, and that's the idea with the hash marks being closer those guys are going to be more involved in the game, and we saw it there. Uh, next game for Calgary is going to be Saturday on the road in Hamilton next Saturday. Uh, so they actually get Saturday and Sunday off now before they get to practice this week. Other games this weekend, we get the Red Blacks and the Bombers at 6.30 tonight. Then on Saturday, doubleheader, Riders host the Ticats at 5, followed by the Elks visiting the Lions. That one's going to go at 8 o'clock. Game 4 of the NBA Finals goes tonight. What is... What's... what? what? I don't know. From Boston. Do you have the Clay Thompson clip, you, by the way? Your phlegm is from Boston? Maybe. You need to get some get some warm... Uh, do you have any warm fluids over there? Warm, warm up those pipes. It's a little coffee. I don't think it helps. Uh, I thought I did keep the Clay Thompson. Hang on. It's all about timing, of course. Here, let me just, uh, just hang on. I, I, I've actually got a little bit of a diatribe to go on here before the clip. Got it. Game four of the NBA Finals goes tonight at seven from Boston. The Celtics took game three by 16 points. They take a two to one series lead. After the game, Clay Thompson, well, he didn't appreciate some of the expletives and maybe unpleasant language used by Boston fans. We've played in front of rude people before, dropping F bombs with children in the crowd. Real classy. Good job, Boston. So I'm sure that Boston fans oh. will be uh, 
handling that with plenty of grace. <laughs> no. Whoever has the TV broadcast, you may want to turn down your crowd mic a little bit tonight. Because if you thought there were F-bombs the other night, look out. And, and, and of course, you know, at the same time. You know what? Maybe keep your kids at home for this one. Well, not, well let the kids go. It's, <laughs> I mean, the kids were firing out the F-bombs. Here's the thing. Hey, Clay Thompson, uh, Draymond, how about some thicker skin? You never been uh, called a, a, a B before? You've never heard F-U before? Come on, man. Yeah, sure. I think it's sometimes the racial slurs that might uh, well, I mean, yeah, get I your mean, back up, but yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, right, right, that's a different, different level. Yeah. Anyways, game th- uh, four tonight. Seven o'clock start. Don't miss it. I won't, Matt. Uh, things getting awfully dramatic in the world of uh, the most tranquil sport, Boom. We take out our drivers, we tee up, and... <laughs> That ball goes sailing up into the sky, holds there for a moment, and then... Yesterday, it was the kickoff of the RBC Canadian Open out at the St. George's Golf and Country Club in Toronto. Wyndham Clark finished round one, the leader, seven under par to pace the clubhouse. Mackenzie Hughes, your top Canadian after round one. He was three shots back of the leader, as was Rory McIlroy, who's the defending champion. The PGA also announced 17 suspensions to former members, including the likes of Phil Mickelson and Dustin Johnson, for leaving the tour to play on the controversial LIV tour, which also began their inaugural season in London on Thursday. The LIV tour released a statement calling the action by the PGA tour vindictive and divisive. This is a story that will not be leaving the golf world anytime soon. For what it's worth, Charles Schwartzel was five under to pace all players at the LIV tournament out in London. DJ and Phil were both one under par. We'll talk to Luke Elvey coming up. Yeah, we will. Get his thoughts. That's right. Fast kicking, low scoring, and ties. <laughs> you bet. Yeah, the Canadian men's soccer team was back on the pitch, taking on Curacao in CONCACAF Nation League play. Alfonso Davies played his first game since November, for, since November, scored a penalty kick goal. Canada won 4-0. Cavalry FC uh, back in action this weekend, and they're at home too. They host the Halifax Wanderers at 1.30 down at Atco Field at Spruce Meadows. Last time these two played, it was a 2-2 draw. Cavalry third on the table. They've won four of their last five matches, 4-2 and 2 on the season. And a couple other little hockey notes to wrap it up. The Stockton Heat try to avoid a sweep in the Western Conference Final against the Chicago Wolves tonight. That'll go at 8 o'clock Calgary time. And the WHL Championship could end on Saturday. Game 5 from Edmonton. The Oil Kings lead the Thunderbirds three games to one. Flames prospect Lucas Siona and the Thunderbirds uh, trying to stave off elimination in that one on Saturday. And good night and good luck to you, sir. And that's your Pinder Report. Yeah, she brought to you by Motorworks. Exceeding all expectations. BMW repairs and service in a state-of-the-art facility. They will meet and beat all competitors. Quotes, 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. Uh, We have a winner. We have many correct answers to the uh, hour one question. Every hour today, we are going to be giving away a 12-pack of Wild Rose Brewery beers and a $50 gift card to the tap room over at Curry Barracks. The question was, this dad, this famous dad, worked in Sector 7G. I'm shocked you didn't know this one. A lot of people did as the texts flooded in. This is certainly within your... Do you not watch? More of a family guy, dude. More of a family guy and South Park guy. All right. Um, But when I saw the answer, bing, the light went off. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, uh, Homer Simpson at the Springfield Nuclear Power Plant worked in Sector 7G. Congrats to Brad Gossai. Oh, I had to be Braddy. Attaboy, Bradley. Who wants to party? Our first winner today, first of many. We'll be in touch. Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. Someone will be in touch and hook you up with that prize pack. And if you didn't win, don't go don't go anywhere because we have another one just like that one coming up between 7 and 8. Oh, yeah. That's right. Duffman is here to refill your beer. Luke Elvey coming up in hour two. That and more. A little hockey talk a week back. Sportsnet 960, the fan.